there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I am your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 28, season 2, episode 8, Cougars! David, if you would, give us a quick synopsis slash summary of this episode. Liz starts dating the 20-year-old coffee guy, and Tracy, as part of community service, is helping manage a baseball team, and then Jack steps in, and things go awry. Awry, because that's how you pronounce that word. Yeah, um, so over the, like, I remember last week, I was like, eh, I'm pretty lukewarm on this episode, so over the week, I was like, alright, don't think too much about it, maybe it's better than you remember, and having just watched it... <sighs> I don't know, there's like jokes in here and there were moments where I was like chuckling and laughing and I know there are moments that I say in real life that I've pulled from this episode, but there's just not a lot about this episode that really holds up or stands out or really makes it like a must-see kind of episode. Yeah, well since the whole A-plot revolves around the concept of women, older women being cougars, that feels very dating of a certain time period mm-hmm. looking back, so yeah. it, uh, I mean, it's there are definitely funny moments, but yeah, it feels very late aughts. Late, yeah, very late aughts, because um I think we talked about it. So this episode premiered at the end of 2007, around the holidays, and Cougar Town is now about two years off from its premiere. So at this point, it's already relatively in the zeitgeist of being a term that's thrown around, and I'm sure it's already gotten its talking points on Good Morning America and The View and all of that. So then two years later, there's a six-year show about Cougar Town, which... I don't even think that's actually the, really the premise of what Cougar Not Town really. is. It was the premise for about half of the first season, yeah. and then it just basically moved into being a, a, a hangout comedy and it for the rest of its run. And it wasn't like the premise of that show was Courtney Cox was like simply out to date younger men, but it was just like she was off of a divorce or something like that. And well, it's sort of right. It was like, that she had gotten divorced, and she was dating, and... I remember there was one, like, character who was an older woman who, like, basically popped up to have, like, witty lines or whatever, and she was always dating, like, Busy some, like, Phillips. really... No, 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 no. It was just... She... You know, her name was, like, Barb or something, and she was literally, like... She would pop, like, every other episode and have, like, one line. It was that she was basically this, you know, 40 or 50-something woman who was, like, dating all these 20-something men. So she would just, like, drop in, have a pithy line, and then, like, drop out. So, like, she, so she, like, she, was, she would pop up for most of the first season, and, like, so a lot of the plot lines revolved around... Corning Cox dating and dating younger people, but yeah, yeah but basically it, it it gave up on that premise. Yeah, again, like, again within the yeah, first season. Yeah, pretty quick, and like I don't know, and which is be- it's for the better because I mean it really is kind of not great to have an entire show that the whole joke is there's an older woman that just maybe happens to date someone outside of her normal age range, which. I don't know, and we could get into a whole discussion of, like, age is just a number, and, like, blah, 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 and there's a lot of stuff to talk about there, but that's not worth it, because we're not discussing Cougar Town. This isn't a Cougar Town podcast. Maybe. Right. It should be. <laughs> no, I haven't I, I haven't know. watched it in a long time, so I, I don't know how it holds up. I f- is it, um, who's the creator? Bill Lawrence. Yeah, Bill Lawrence. He's the same guy that did Scrubs, and I think he's done something else, too. Yeah. I want to like his shows, and I've watched, like, a couple of episodes here and there of scrubs and cougar town and i want to like what he's doing but i just can't get into it yeah and it's just like i don't know like it's like 
I think with Scrubs, like it was trying to be real. It was trying to be like comedy eighty percent of the time, and then twenty percent, like it would have to be like a drama. And it was just like I don't know. It was sort of it was such a sharp contrast when they would bring in the drama that it was just like oh, I'm really ready for that punch. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not digging this. But I obviously there's a fandom for it because Scrubs ran for nine seasons was it eight, it was like eight uh, seasons and then the ninth was the spinoff or the continuation yeah. or whatever and then Cougar Town ran for six years so for yeah. 14 years he was on TV and both shows stuff. moved to another network moved near the end network. of their runs yeah. although I have to say Cougar Town when it moved to TBS like it I, it for me it dropped off really oh. in quite a lot of people I mean that I don't know if that's a popular opinion though like I feel like a lot of people like because I would still follow writing reviews and writing about it online, and it seems like the people who liked it still liked it yeah. a lot. But for me, it really dropped off when it moved. It, I think it really can be because usually when it's changing networks, there's a lot of reasons. As yeah, to well, why. budget is the biggest thing. They obviously had a much yeah, and it also budget. could be like the showrunners don't continue when they're going to a new network, so like you lose a lot of maybe like the creative spirit and stuff. I mean, like American Dad has changed in the last four four depends on where you market four or five years. They've switched. They were originally a Fox program. For the first like 10 11 seasons and then they switched over to tvs since then now during its current run and they lost one of the main showrunners um mm. and he didn't like leave in disgrace or anything he was just maybe he was just like over it and was like i'm i, I want to go on to do something else so um he's still you know attributed as a, a a creator but he's not part of the show but i still think american dad 16 years deep it's still doing i mean it's the best mcfarland show in my opinion seth mcfarland um way better than uh, Family Guy in terms of it's not just reliant on bad cutaways or God, I would want I want to, I want to do an American Dad episode so bad. Wow, there's so many shows that I want to do. Yeah. That. Speaking of American Dad, <laughs> real quick because this is on top of my mind. So uh, last week on Mark Maron's podcast, he interviewed Nanachka Khan, who oh yeah, she well she was the showrunner on Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23 and Fresh Off the Boat. But I didn't know. I learned she got her start on. She was a showrunner for Pepper Ann oh, way back yeah. when, and she was in she was in the writers room for American Dad yeah. for a few seasons. I think she's also done stuff on. Anyway, it was a really good interview. She's a really interesting person, and like I know that like I've watched several of her shows that are all good, but I didn't I didn't know that much about her. So that is a very interesting episode to check out and learn more about. I mean. Basically, she graduated from USC, like magic, not magically, but like lucked into getting a job right out right away on Pepper Ann, and then oh, since wow. then it just was bounced around the writers' rooms for a while, and then obviously now she's got a twenty-year shows. Yeah, good for her. So. You go, Nanachka. But you know, yeah, Nanachka Khan's name is all over American Dad, and I think yeah. she's all over some Family Guy too. But yeah, she's fresh off the boat and um, Pepper. I didn't know Pepper Ann. That's a fun surprise. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, any other preamble before we? Start it off. Let's talk about Cougars. Let's talk about Cougars. Well, the cold open really has nothing to do with the rest of the episode, but yeah. it's fun because it just shows like how comfortable Liz is in her life of being like not a spinster, but like she everyone's wanting her to hang out and do stuff, and she just has all these excuses to not do anything with anybody. I just want to watch Top Chef on with the DVR and yeah, meatball sub with extra bread. around Times Square and pretend to be foreign. I am from Hamburg, yeah? Wanna come? Oh, I can't. My cousin is in town. All right. See ya, though. Mm -hmm. Liz, I'm getting drinks with the recently divorced camera guy you in. Well, um, Legally separated sound guy's gonna be there. Oh, I, I don't feel well. Oh, okay. Hey, Liz Lemon, going to an animals-only strip club. Interested? 
Does that mean the animals strip or the animals are the customers? Animal customers? That's ridiculous. Well, um, I have got a date, so I, yeah. Hi, uh, order for pickup? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I would like a meatball sub with extra bread. And my name is... Liz? Yeah, that's me. Okay. Big Night Lemon? Let me guess. Meatball sub, extra bread, bottle of NyQuil, TiVo Top Chef, a little Miss Bonnie Raitt lights out. No, I have something to do tonight, Jack. Then you won't mind when I tell you that uh, Casey gets voted off tonight. You monster! Why are you like this? That's fun. That's a fun cold open, even though it doesn't attach to anything in this well, episode. Well, it does kind of show how Liz has gotten used to staying in and not doing much, and right. how she's about to take a big chance yeah, yeah. or whatever. But it's on a like change. nothing. Nothing in that hints at that's true. What the story is going to be about? Yeah. It really is just like a standalone. It, it, that cold open could work for literally any episode, and you wouldn't know. And that's fine. I mean, some cold opens can yeah, be but, just completely. Unnecessary to the plot, but it ends up fitting well because for the episode she ends up doing the opposite of that, right, right, and going no, out till real yeah. late. Yeah, but I mean, again, if that were attached to the previous episode, it would still work because yes. it's just like okay, that's just how quirky she is or whatever. Um, but then we get the um, so we get the B plot first of Jack and Tracy's storyline as Jack uh, is surprised by Tracy and his Owen uh, seventeen no Owen eighteen baseball team. Sir, uh, Tracy's here with a bunch of kids. He wants to know if you have a minute to meet with them. Absolutely not. JD! There he is. I want you to meet the baseball team I'm coaching. A group of fine young men and one special lady. Dijonese is a boy's name? Pardon me. Tracy, this is wonderful. I had no idea you were interested in baseball. I wasn't. My motorcycle hit a police horse. This is community service. These kids come from Knuckle Beach, the worst neighborhood in New York. They are poor as hell. Baseball is a wonderful sport, boys. I remember when my high school team won the Boston City Championship. Everyone told us we were going to lose because our team was all white and the other team was completely... Uh, uh, anyway, we won and I learned that anything is possible. Baseball taught me how to win. Baseball taught me how to dream. What are your dreams? When I grow up, I'm going to do vending machine maintenance. I'm going to get shot by a cop and sue the city. I'm going to be a talkative doorman with a drinking problem. That's right. You shoot for the stars. No, 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 no. These are not the dreams of winners. These aren't winners. They're 0-17. Damn, we're supposed to be at the game right now. 0-18. That one's on Coach Tracy. Someday, I'll have an office like this to clean. You could have an office like this of your very own. All you need is someone to point you in the right direction, a role model. Like R. Kelly and Michael Vick. That holds up real well in light of the events of the past week. I mean, I think every... Well, especially R. Kelly, everyone knew then, but yeah. even... but e even Wait, so what's happened this week? He Is just got arrested happened? for... He was, he was actually charged with and arrested for sex trafficking. Wow. Yeah. So how, You missed that? So, yeah, it was a big yeah, deal a couple days ago. Yeah, I was that. So, so he was already under accusations. Now there's actual proof. I mean, enough to enough to charge and arrest him, so I guess so. Yeah, I I, I didn't read Good, that deep that into guy. it. I just saw kind of the headlines. Yikes. Well, I mean, anyway, obviously, with a bringing up Michael Vick again, like even back then, it was yeah. it would the, well, yeah, the, the, the joke yeah. was obvious. But yeah. we, I think that was a few episodes ago. We talked about Michael Vick and the yeah. 
Yeah, just a few episodes ago. But yeah, R. Kelly around this time was. I mean, it was I mean, that already was the, that was yeah. the uh, the peeing video was was yeah. sort of hitting the mainstream or had already hit the mainstream. So, uh, yeah. Um, but also, baseball is the worst sport, and I think you could ask anybody, and they would argue, or they would agree that yes, baseball is the worst sport to watch. Uh, stats people are really into it because it's like the That's true. it's the best sport for. Nerds <laughs> and people. Yes, that was that, that was a very succinct and I mean, maybe not entirely correct, but a, a succinct, correct I enough mean, way to put it. We've talked. We've talked about this not just us, but like with friends. Like football, kind of is fine. It's almost nonstop for the most part. Uh, hockey is basically nonstop. Soccer is nonstop. Um, well. I mean, it's I the mean, game moves on. Stop. The action is. But I, mean, like, I mean, I love it, but lots of people find it boring. That's. But I mean, like in like it's not something. None of these sports I would go out of my way to watch. But if I had to choose one, it would probably be something like soccer or football because like the action is relatively on pace. Like they have like two and a half hours to get this thing done, and they do it. For soccer, I guess it's closer to two hours because it's ninety minute games and then plus the extra time, plus half time. Yeah. yeah. And then football, it's usually two, two and a half hours. But like baseball, baseball literally can just keep going if no one's scoring. And it's just, it's the slowest game. It's so boring. <laughs> oh my God. And it's like a summer game. So it's just hot all the time and you're just sitting and. Uh, I don't mind. Just, I mean, I don't mind. Yeah. The, the, the only, I should say, the only sports I ever actively seek out to watch are soccer, tennis, and. Well, anytime it's the Olympics, basically every sport that's on the Olympics winter and summer. But, yeah. but I mean, but apart from that, I, I, I don't know. Like, I get it where it could be good background or just like relax. Like, I mean, some people will sit down and put on HGTV or sit down that's and put true. on, you know, I don't know whatever else. So, like, I think for a lot of people, baseball is that too. You're just at home, you want to relax and just have something on to kind of, you know. I mean, it could be good for that. Because I mean, th- yeah. there's a decent amount of action, like you know, the the pitcher and hit and seat. Well, I mean, you know, it's not. The most constant action, but I mean, it's not like I mean. The, the, see, I guess there's less significant downtime than you know football, as long as there's a break every. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we are not sports people, so we are not. We're, we're not, not going to have the most nuanced I mean, like, conversation all, about this. I know, so. but we've all we both have seen enough sports to be critical of it to be like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Baseball is just so slow because it's like, oh, there's a pitch and nothing happens, and it's a strike or it's a ball. Okay. There's another pitch on it. It's just like, there's, I don't know. It's just yeah. like, it's well, so dull to me. I have to say that Cubs match. game I went to last year was fun, but that's because they were literally hitting a home run. Like, yeah. at the final score was like, they won by like 15 runs or something. Like, they were literally hitting a home run every inning, but yeah. and there, I guess that's um, the exception. And this doesn't make it better, but like being in person or being with like a group of people can help make the games more enjoyable. But I just got, I don't know, like, it just, the idea of going by yourself and just sitting there for two and a half to three hours while a game unfolds, it's just like, I don't know, it's just... Yeah. Well, I think most people even dist- admit they go for the social aspects right. of posts. Yeah, because, I mean, they game. distract you with a ton of stuff, like, when there's those down moments, when, like, there's yeah. either, like, a talk on the mound or, like, games or, like, play the, the teams are switching up, like, there's usually, like, music playing or they're, like... There's like the seventh inning stretch. There's things that the stadium is doing to sort of like keep you involved and like distracted, I guess. It's like in per, I don't know. It's just to me, it's boring, and I would not go willingly. <laughs> we literally live across the street from a baseball stadium, and, and we haven't for, been to a game for four years. We've never had even the inkling to no. actually want to go. So it's just not our thing. 
But uh, I mean, if there was like a soccer game or something, I'd be up for that. Like, yeah, oh, for sure. I wouldn't want to do yeah. it regularly, but I'd be like in for it. But, yeah. yeah. Anywho. Anyway, yeah, I don't know, we're not sports guys. Anyway, um, baseball sucks. Back to Thirty Rock. <laughs> I will stand on. I will die on that hill every day. Uh, we come back and we're in the writers' room and we are now getting the A plot as Jamie the intern is dropping off everyone coffee. And I don't know enough about coffee or coffee-related beverages, but if, is a phase an actual drink? And he also the next drink he says is grandy, but I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be saying grande. Yeah. And I think it's showing his naivete of what because I don't know what if I don't know if you pronounce it phase if that's a drink. I don't. But I think grandy because he even says it questionably. He says grandy, but he's not asking a question of who has the grandy. I think he's like reading off what the drink is, and he just sounds confused because he thinks, oh, I'm just reading it phonetically and not reading it as it would be pronounced. So no grande is a large coffee, so I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, it's a coffee size at Starbucks. Yeah. Um, let's. See. So no, I do not know very much about coffee. Uh, um, I will say, I have never seen anything called phase or phase on a menu at, at the coffee yeah, shop that at my work that we go to every so often. Like, yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's someone's name either. So. It's, it's a very weird thing, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. But I do think with the Grandy, he's supposed to be saying Grande. And it's just him being naive and not sure how to pronounce it. I don't know. But anyway, back to the show. Phase. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Grandy? Oh my God, who ordered the veal? Am I right, guys? Oh, Jenna, that guy is a baby. Uh, Lutz? I'm Lutz. You ordered a venti chocolate mocha blast with half and half and brownie chunks? Okay, so he specifically says Lutz there. So then, theoretically, that means that Faze and Grandy would be people's. Like, is that someone's last name then, maybe? Maybe. Maybe that's, that is. But, like, yeah, that is a better read of it. But it's still weird because we don't we never know these writers we never get right. their names so we don't well then there you go so we don't know their names so it's probably their last names or something and, yeah, yeah I guess because Lutz is Lutz's Lutz last is name last so name, yeah there we go yeah, that's also awesome. Ariana Grande was a writer on Thirty on Thirty Rock apparently <laughs> <laughs> thank you Jamie I like your blonde streaks it's very Simon Lebon who oh you're young. Give it up, Jenna. You're talking to an ultrasound. Now I'm getting at you from the sexy librarian over here. What? Sexy? You are. Shut up. <sighs> that guy is adorable. <laughs> Frank's gay. Maybe I am gay. For that little peach. Yeah? <laughs> you want to kiss him? I do. I want to kiss him on the mouth and hold him. What are you talking about? So, something just happened, Liz. Come on, you read Boobs magazine. I want Jamie. Yeah, you're gay. He's totally gay for... Why isn't this any fun? And with that, Tina Fey ended homophobia. Yay! Homophobia is over forever! No, that is how you should... If someone is mocking you, you embrace it. You shut them down, kids, listeners. If someone's making fun of you at school, just embrace it. And that way there's no fun in the jokes. If you embrace it, that's just how it works. No, nah, that's actually not great advice. It's a good advice. It's not great advice, though. If you do say so yourself. I'm In my experience, if, yeah, you, no, just, if you just own up to it, then yes. they can't take the the enjoyment out of insulting you because it's like, well, what's the joke? The joke is the truth. 
Yes, that is true. So there you go. Kids of the future and present. Anyway, meanwhile at Jefferson Davis Jefferson Park. Jefferson Davis Park, uh, who was a president of the... He was the president of the Confederacy. The Confederacy, which yeah. is weird that there's one of these in New York, but I guess some sort of history. Or it's just the joke. Or it's just the joke, you're right. So... Uh, Tracy rallies up the troops at the uh, the ballpark, and then Jack intervenes. Come on, gather around, circle up, everybody, circle up. All right, circle up, circle up. Around me, around me. All right, listen, that's enough. There's a weird dude standing over there, and I don't want to get shot today. So great hustle, great practice. Okay, the weird dude is gone. Go home. Good afternoon, boys. I've been thinking a lot about you, and I decided that I want to help. Starting with some new uniforms. Compliments of the Shineheart Wig Company. You want to be a bunch of winners? You've got to dress for success. That's why I sponsor a charity that gives away tuxedos to homeless people. It was a beautiful ceremony. Mazel tov. That's right. Put them on. You don't get these kids, Jack. They don't care about winning. They just want to be able to go outside for once. You know how first practice they asked me what the sun was? That was fun, getting to see a Moonvest cameo. He shows up, I think, at least once every season. So that was fun. Yes. Also, this uh, plotline will develop into a not very subtle allusion to basically Jack being George Bush and his... uh, I don't know, con- controlling the team, it's not, right? Yeah. Occupying the team, uh, basically paralleling America's occupying of other places in the world as part of the uh, post 9-11. I mean, he even says it on the Yeah, he was definitely because it's not subtle because he literally drops Bush's name, but... Yeah, and it, he's like, we go into America and we make things better, and it's just like... Yeah, <laughs> but there's an upcoming montage, for example, where uh, there's a statue of Jefferson Davis that gets toppled in the uh, yeah, famous Saddam same. style. Like, even like they, yeah, they make it so like the leg stays on the statue, but the or the the platform, but the statue, the rest of the statue falls up, moving just like Saddam. It's a pretty good attention to detail. Yeah, no, it, it's a clever way to critique it, but I, I I wish they hadn't made the direct Bush references because that makes it a little on the nose. It's like That's I true. mean, you kind of get it. Like I, I feel like toppling the statue, like. Re- you know what they're talking about, so you don't yeah. need to throw in but those other like, lines the to like fun accomplished sell it. Yeah, and yeah. like the the military jacket and all that. Like it's, yeah. it is very on the nose, but at the same time, I like, mean, it's a clever critique, though. There wasn't. I don't think there were many shows at this time that were doing stuff like that that was yeah. so on the nose. So it was like at this time, Thirty Rock could get away with it because yeah. they there wasn't really anything competing to do anything like it. Um, but yeah, in a modern age, it is kind of like you got to be a little bit more subtle with jokes like that. But also, who's making occupation in Iraq jokes in? 2019 not too many people i imagine i feel like you can't do a mission accomplished banner and either people get it or people appreciate it i feel like there hasn't been enough time passed to to make it funny i feel like 15 to 20 years is the difference so we're coming up we'll probably be able to make that joke again soon to where it's nostalgia is is enough to 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 make it funny again all right, so this will be one of the last early clips that we play just because we are, we are sort of playing consecutive clips, but they're all just setting up the main point. But Jamie comes into Liz's office to invite her to, at 10 o'clock at night to go to a DJ club. Go, go to a DJ club. Go to, go to an art installation where there's a DJ playing. There's a DJ playing, playing. yes. Thank you. <laughs> Who's DJ 39 club. now? Hey. Hey. Um, hey, Jamie. Hey. 
Wow. Did you just come from working out, or are you naturally veining? Pull it together, Frank. All right. Okay. Good to see you, man. Thanks. So, I don't want to interrupt or anything, but, um, are you doing anything Saturday night? Just gelling like Magellan. Okay. Well, uh, my friend's DJing at this gallery opening, and, um, he can get us in it if you want to go. Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. Jamie, how old do you think I am? I don't know, 29. Wow, you are good at guessing ages. I am exactly 29. But you're a baby. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm 25. Really? Yeah. I thought you were younger. And I'm 29, so... See you go. Awesome. Dude, I totally forgot. I bought you a sweater. It's slim-fitting. They called a French cut. And it wasn't on sale or anything. Wow, thanks. Do you need help trying it on? No. So I'll pick you up around 10? At night? <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Great, where are we going? <laughs> Frank, stop it. I can't. I'm gay for Jamie. No, that's not a thing. You can't be gay for just one person, unless you're a lady and you meet Ellen. Well, then, I got some real thinking to do. It's scary. Also exciting. So just as Liz cured homophobia, <laughs> she brought it back <laughs> within minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say a couple things here that are a seem of a time compared to now. First, Frank being very touchy feely on uh, an interns, yeah, an or intern. anybody. And I, I feel like especially now that they would not do a storyline like that just because of the whole post me to era. I mean it's yeah. inappropriate anyway yeah, but yeah, yeah. they wouldn't even have that storyline given the uh, which I know. mean the, I mean I'm not defending it he's not like body touching necessarily well it he is was like, rubbing I mean, on like, his head yeah, I mean if like, someone I mean, at work started rubbing you on still, the head you would feel uncomfortable no no absolutely but I mean it, like they could have gone a lot worse yeah and like in, in that situation but yeah like again not defending it but yeah um but I guess it's also played for comedy because it's two guys. Well, of doing course, it. but, but again, that's enough. Like, it's time. Yeah, thing. I feel like Thirty Rock probably still would do it, just as like tone deaf of, as we're seeing in two thousand seven and two thousand eight of how they're acting around stuff like this. They probably would still do it and just be like, "Oh, it's played for comedy. It's just a joke." But I would hope the writers would be a little bit more sensible in a modern light that they wouldn't yeah, necessarily like they could still do the general joke, but it wouldn't be like that bit. They yeah. wouldn't do it quite that way. The other thing they wouldn't do is, I feel like there's a more public, I don't know, understanding of sexuality as a spectrum, as opposed, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the whole joke of there's only two genders, that hadn't become anything on the internet for, at the time of this airing, would probably be another six years out. I feel like it's, that's a still relatively new idea for people to like, like learn about. Um, that sex doesn't equal gender and vice versa. Well, that's what I'm not talking about. I'm just talking about that you can't be gay for one person. Right, but I'm, no, that's what I'm saying. So around this time, it really was seen as like there's straight, gay, and bi, and that's it. Like, Well, then no, he's bi. No if you're gay for one person, then you're bi. Yeah. Uh, or pan or whatever, but it's just like, yeah. I mean, but this is just like ignorance at the time of like mainstream yeah. sexuality. I mean, I'm just saying like... Queer as folk had just ended around this time. So, right. Well, I'm, I'm saying, sorry, queer as folk... Uh, uh, queer eye for the straight guy oh, yes. had sort of ended its run so that was the most that mainstream culture were getting out of gay cultures so. yes but I guess the point is they could still have the general they could still do the general storyline but the some of the little execution little jokes the write, the writing would be different just because 
not, not even necessarily a conscious thing, just because the way that the how the people who would be in the writing room would understand it now, as opposed to the way they understood it then, it just yeah. it would have just influenced how who they replaced the person with. I feel like Ellen, like yeah, she's still topical, but there's got to be someone more topical now in a modern life. Ellen, no, her talk. I mean, she has no, the biggest no, talk I'm show. Just, I'm saying, but like at this time, she was like she was red hot. Now she's like kind yeah. of lukewarm. I feel like you could say something like Anderson Cooper. Like you could probably be like, you can't be gay for someone unless it's Anderson Cooper. Or but, someone like the, But the joke is because of Anne Heche. Like, that's the reason why they made the Ellen thing. Um, I just thought it was because, like, she's so charming. No, it's because of the Anne Heche thing. That's what they were referencing. Mm. I don't like that. I don't know. Okay, but then who's a modern white person? That's what I'm saying. There's, I mean, you, who would you make that? Who's, like, who's famous for dating someone who was previously straight and they suddenly announced they were dating someone of the same gender? Like, that's... There hasn't sure, been anything that's really happened I'm like sure that since then. that I can't even think of right now. I don't, I mean, that's not what that, no. Alright, anyway. And now we learn that Jenna knows what a cougar is, and she has to inform Liz of what a cougar is, and it is not a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing. I can't believe I did that. I told myself I would never lie about my age. These things happen, Liz. I had my no sex with Asians rule, but then one day you walk into Sharper Image and there's Quan. Forget it. I'm going to order some more coffee, and then he'll come back, and I can cancel. No, this is a good thing. A hot guy thinks you're 29. Oh, he is cute. He looks like Zac Efron. That's a thing, right? Oh, go for it, Liz. I always roll with it when hot guys think I'm 22. What can we do? We're cougars. We're what? Cougars. Hot older ladies pouncing on their young prey. Oh. There was a whole article about it in Vanity Fair, the one with the Crisis in Africa cover. God, it makes me so sad that more people don't know about cougars. Why am I looking for something to wear in wardrobe? Why don't you go to Abercrombie and Fitch? Oh, no, it's too loud in there. No, don't say that. Cougars have to act young. You should get a ring pop to suck on. What are you doing? Figuring some stuff out. Sorry, Jenna, I'm probably gay now. It's never gonna happen between us. I don't know, I feel like that's a good use of without being super, um, like, expository of what a cougar is, of just explaining, here's what society views an older woman who potentially dates younger men, not in a skeezy way or a bad way, but that's just what society has described them as. Is, yeah. As just, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know. I feel like the thing is, there. it's one of those things where all of a sudden people, lots of people started writing about something as a trend where it probably wasn't that much more than usual. It's like, it's always like famously like people make fun of the New York Times, like they'll suddenly talk about something as if it's a trend and it's like, well, it, it will become a trend that more people write about it because the New York Times started writing about it, but it's something that's, you know, older women obviously have been dating younger men for right. however long, which is like it became like the thing that was on all the TV shows and yeah. media, yada, 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 for yeah. like a year, you know, or what, however long it was. I mean, I guess you could say, not like a meme, but yeah, just a trend is what it was. It was just like, I mean, I, and they mentioned it later in the episode, like Demi Moore was dating Aston Kutcher for like a period of, I guess a couple years, maybe they got married, I don't remember. Um, but, she, I mean, that happened before the cougar thing was ever like yeah. a phrase, like was ever a trending thing. But that retroactively, then Demi Moore would be considered a cougar. And it's like, well, no, they were just dating because they liked each other and there was just an age difference and that was it. Like she didn't act. I don't think the idea of a cougar is they're actively seeking out younger men. They just happen to find someone that's younger than them and they hit it off very well. 
and that's it. Oh no, that was definitely the point of it, right? It was the older women who were going out on the prowl for younger right, women. Like, yeah. That was the... yeah, and you know, there are obviously people that do do that, but at the same time, like, I don't think that was Demi Moore's mo. I no. think she was just like, I found someone, and we're happy together. That's it. But is there? What's the male alternative? Is there a male alternative? Just normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fucked. Um, yeah. I, what would the male alternative be? Because a cougar is unisex, right? I mean, technically, yes, but like you no, no one. I mean, it just no. I mean, like cougars, there's like cougar male cougar. Right, right. I'm saying right, but I'm so, right. Yes, but I mean, for men, I mean, old men have always like. Dump their wives and date younger women, so yeah. it's like it's never. I mean, it's just been something that's they never got a fun little quirky. Always happen exactly. Guy. So there was. I mean, maybe there is that I've never heard of, but I mean, it just seems like one of those things that the reason why there's the whole big deal about the women thing was because oh, we're, it's usually men who date younger women. Like now, yeah. it's women. They're cougars. I don't know. Whatever. Stupid. Agreed. It is. It's a really stupid thing. Also, I wanted to bring up. So during this time, because this aired around November, the end of November, so we're getting into the holiday season, um, and I feel like the more I looked into it, I remember them now, because I would be watching this around, like, Hulu time, and, you know, so Hulu would have ad breaks and stuff, mm-hmm. and so I, we've talked about it, where 30 Rock would do product placement, and they would do, like, the winking way of doing it. So what they would do is they would create little commercial segments that were real commercials, but they would play during like the first ad on an ad break or a commercial break. And the ones they were doing around this time were around the secret, uh, secret Rodney thing that Kenneth had developed. And it sort of continues into the next episode. So I was like, all right, well, I remember seeing these. How can I find these? And this was a little bit of a challenge because they exist and someone's posted them online on YouTube, but they're not legally accessible in America. So if you have a VPN, you know how to get this. Um, so I found them online, and there's one featuring Pete and one featuring Josh. So Josh actually is in this technically in this episode, although he's not. He's in a commercial based in American Express ad. So I won't play both of them just because like they're mostly visual and they don't really contribute too much to the overall plot, but. And after watching them, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember these. And I never saw them again because I didn't watch ads after this. The box from Sushi King. The lesbian scene from Mulholland Drive. Time for gentlemen's lunch. Mr. Hornberger, I know how hard you work. Not now, Kenneth. And how much you miss your family. So my secret Rodney gift to you. Kenneth, this is my me time. Is bringing all your kids here for the afternoon. Come on, kids. <laughs> oh, 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 kids, hey, wait a minute. Kenneth, put that down. How did you even get here? That was a real good hugger. <laughs> For exclusive 30 Rock Holiday Fun Times, card members go to NBC.com slash American Express. And I mean, that's, I mean, it literally presented in the exact same way, like a 30 Rock scene yeah. would be, like, filmed the exact same way, like, everybody's in character. It's just, like, that was how they were trying to get that DVR and, like, ad money, because they just had to, basically, without being so on the nose of just doing it in the show, they had to create commercials that look like part of the show. And it's just kind of like, man, that sucks that the industry was that bad, that they really needed to get their ad money and had to basically well, fake it to make it. Yeah, well, I mean, right, that, but exactly, those were the days of, like, TiVo becoming a thing. So, yeah, yeah. people were like, oh, what are we going to do? Right. How we got to sell it. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. I I mean someone like, has to pay for the, to make the show. That's true. That's true. 
Um, so yeah, those those exist, and they were a pain—not a pain, but they were harder to get than I expected because I had to sort of go down a rabbit hole to try and find them. So can't say I didn't work hard on this podcast. I can't say whatever I want. <laughs> uh, we cut back, and Tracy uh, has some complaints to Jack about how he's running the baseball team. You wanted to see me? Hello, coach. I thought we'd have a little meeting before today's practice. Practice? Meetings? What is this, a marriage? Phil Jackson likes to give books to his players to inspire them, so which biography of Winston Churchill do you think would improve Rashid's bunting? Jack, have you ever been to Knuckle Beach? It's a totally different world. A world where orange soda is an acceptable substitute for breast milk. Tracy, I don't have to understand their world in order to help them. It's like this great country of ours. We can go into any nation, impose our values, and make things better. It's what Bush is doing all over the globe. Bush! Now, I don't want to go off on a rant here. (laughs) That's so funny, because how often do you hear people, like, literally say that, or like... Not to be racist, but insert race thing was yeah. like that's that's like the only time where they actually say that, and then actually they don't say anything because that would make it illogical. Right? No, it's such great. Like that's probably my favorite joke of this episode. It's just yeah. it's such great timing because of the setup of I don't want to go on a rant here, and he like even sits up and he's like I'm ready to say something, and he just like no that that's it. Like I don't actually want to go on a rant, but I'm going to let you know that I'm not going on a rant by announcing it. It's just. So funny. It's like Kenneth and Jack both give him time like, all right, is he going to say something? It's just so He was true to his word. So good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, But we get a fun little montage of basically fun accomplished and and Jack fires Tracy from the baseball team and and takes over because Operation Baseball (laughs) is in effect. And we come back and uh, Jamie and Liz are in the Art Institute, but the truth finally comes out about Liz and her age. And Jamie's age. So you like the music? Yeah, speaking of music I like, how about Gnarls Barkley, huh? That guy's great. Have you been to his official website? It's really... Oh, God, is it only 1 a.m.? Yeah, so after this, I figure we hit up Marquee. They only serve drinks till 4, but I can get us into this great after-hours club in Brooklyn. I'm 37. What? I'm 37. Please don't make me go to Brooklyn. I'm 20. Oh, boy. This just went from a senior dating a freshman to Mary Kay Latorno and Billy Fulau. Are those friends of yours, or...? Okay, so I just want to say, obviously these millennials don't know any of these older references, but I was also 20 when this episode aired, and I definitely knew who Mary Kay Letourneau was. Right. So it's like, I, 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 I mean, I get it, like, whatever, it's silly, but it's like... I but, I mean, but I mean, the joke is it's an older reference. No, I know. But I mean, I yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I knew the reference. Like, yeah. I didn't know the guy's name because I didn't really follow that because his name wasn't as printed as much as the the teacher's name was. But yeah. Anyway. I'm just saying it's like, <laughs> obviously, millennials don't know any of these old references jokes have been going on for, well, I guess probably those sorts of generational jokes have probably mm-hmm. always been. Yeah. In movies and TV over the years. Yeah. But it was just like, ugh. I just kind of like, was like, ugh. South Park has a really funny episode about um, a teacher dating a younger student. And it is a female teacher and a, and a kid student. But the way... And it, it sort of was how it was presented in the media of, like, men saying, oh, man, I wish I had a teacher when I was in high school oh, that, right. that took advantage of me and, like, blah, blah, blah. Because, so like, in the storyline, 
it's the kindergarten teacher is having an affair with the kindergarten. I mean, it's South Park, so you're, that's what you're yeah. expecting. And so, like, they're having the affair, and his older brother goes to the police station. And he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, I think one of the teachers is having an affair with a student. And the police all corral around, like, oh my god, oh my god, what's the teacher's name? Who is he? Who is he? And he's like, well, it's actually the ten- kindergarten teacher missed something or other. And they're like, oh, huh. And they all take a moment to like talking, like, but she's ugly, right? And they're like, and he's like, no, she's cute. And he's like, nice. So like all the cops, like the running gag throughout the episode is nice. <laughs> and then it's the whole thing. I'm like, man, I wish that happened to me when I was this girl. It's like, it's not okay because it's female male. Because if it was the inverse. Also a five-year-old. And also, yes, there's, yes, 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 yes. And it's just, it's so fucked up. It, well, he's technically four because he's a genius and he got oh. moved up into kindergarten. So he was, should have been, it's, it's worse when you know the lore of the show, but. Yeah, yeah. If this were the reverse and it was an older guy dating a woman, it would just not, like, it would just be like, eh, that's normal. That's a normal thing for people to do. And it's just like, eh, it's really gross. But that's a good episode of South Park um, that you should seek out. I think it's called, like, Kindergarten Confidential or something like that, or Miss Teach. I think it's like, I think it's literally her name is Miss Teacher. I think it's Miss Teacher dates a, dates a student. I think it's the name of the episode. It's a good episode. It's, it's, it's really fucked up, but it's funny. With Tracy's absence, the baseball team has gone downhill quick with leaving Kenneth in charge. What the hell is going on? It's chaos, sir. They've turned on each other. And they won't listen, especially when I say, don't hit me with my own shoes. I think things may have been better under Mr. Jordan. We're not going to look back now, Kenneth. Tracy didn't understand what needed to be done. He had to go. Destroying all the things I bought for them. Everything but the bats, sir. Oh, God. They see us. You kids, put those bats down! For the love of God. Oh, Liz. Did I see you Saturday at Marquee? I was there, yes. So, what, what were you doing there? Is it like that time they found my grandpa at the bus station? No, I was there with Jamie, the coffee guy, and we had a great time. Wow, coffee guy? <laughs> That'll really make your ex-husband jealous. Sari, for the last time, I have never been married. That's the spirit. <laughs> hey, Liz, this is Aiden. Hi. Guess you're not the only cougar in town. Aiden is a freshman at NYU. Aren't you, Aiden? Sure. Give me a change for a soda. But you just had one. Whatever. Oh, no, don't you whatever me. Hey, hey, what did I say about you wearing your Heelys inside? Aiden, wake up. Aiden. That's officially a line, though, for Jenna. Yes. She's so desperate to keep up that she's dating a... At least a high schooler. I was going to say a 15-year-old or 16-year-old probably. Yeah, probably not even a senior in high school. He's a kindergarten student, actually. <laughs> Very capable. With Healy's, Healy's in tow. Yeah, like, that's that's too far. Um, yuck. But Jack comes back to Tracy um, to apologize. But not officially. Unofficially apologize. What do you want, Jack? Tracy, I want to talk to you. It's hard for me to admit when I've made a mistake, so I won't. Mr. Jordan, I have made a terrible mistake. Because of my arrogance, the team is now in chaos. Pedro and Fontenelle quit because I tried to put them in the outfield. Of course they did. They're afraid to go north of 245th Street. Next, you'll be telling me you let Rashawn have contact with his birth mother. Which Rashawn? Jack, I told you, you did not know what you were getting yourself into. Tracy, I only wanted to help. But now things are out of control. We have two options. 
One, we can cut and run and betray the people that we made this commitment to, or you and I can form a coalition. No way, J.D. Tracy, I thought you cared about these kids. Just because I don't support Jack Donaghy doesn't mean I don't support the kids. But, sir, every one of them wrote you a letter asking you to come back. Wow. Jack, if I come back to the team, can I throw these things away and not have to read them? Tracy, I'll pay somebody to read them for you. With your know-how and my resources, we can turn these kids into winners. All right, Jack. What's the plan? One word. Surge. That's two words! Okay, so, so he's ten... He's te I don't think Tracy's technically wrong, because he does say one word, surge. One is a number, and word is a, is a word, and surge is a word. So technically Tracy's not wrong. That is a generous interpretation. It's, it's absolutely, but I'm trying to help not make Tracy look like a buffoon. I think he's right. I think he's right in that argument. That is technically two words, not three. That is a very generous interpretation. And I'm right. I got your back, Tracy. So Jack and Tracy's uh, solution is to forge a bunch of documents to make Grizz and .com what, like 14-year-old children from from Cuba or something? Or from, from like, South America to to have them on the team? To basically just be ringers on yes. the team? Like, <laughs> and They're just very big for their gigantic, age. Yeah, they just had uh, pituitary gland problems. That's yeah. all that is. Well, I think it's actually also a better joke because there have been a lot yeah. of times in Little League Baseball oh, yeah. where it turns out that, like, the star player is actually... Older than the age limit, but he yeah. they forged some papers. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Of course, they, they, they weren't quite 30 or 40 or however old Grizzly.com right. are. They were but probably a few years They were out, exactly, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, a big problem. Or not a big problem, but a problem in the Little League and, and things like that. Getting ringers and, and forging documents. So it's like, that's gross that you're that desperate to win or you need to win that bad that you would do something like that. But um, we cut back for the for the finale of Liz's story and she realizes just how her and Jamie look outside of their relationship. Hey. Hi. You look nice. Thank you. Oh, I got you that leather bracelet that you were looking at. Oh, that's so ill. Thank you. It is ill. All right, we should get going, because we're going to be late. No, we won't, baby. We're taking a cab. Really? I've never been in a cab with less than seven people. Well, stick with me. I will. Look at us. We look awesome together. Yeah, now I know why Demi Moore does this. <laughs> I get that reference. All right, Mom, I'm taking off. Mom? Yeah, I'm 20. I can't afford this place. All right, honey. Have a good time. Oh, hi. I'm Beth. Yep, that's what we look like. Shut it down. Twist. His mother basically has the uh, same style and uh, features and general look as Liz Lemon. It's definitely an edible complex, without a doubt. Because um, you find someone that is reminiscent of a parent figure. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Beth is played by Lynn. Oh, I'm sorry. Laura Lynn Berrios, who is Tina Fey's stand-in on the show. So oh, guess, really? Yeah, so. Makes well, sense they do look a lot alike. That yeah. makes sense. So, um, yeah, that's a... If this, if this were such a 
better episode. That would be a better ending to hang this hat on of this episode, but it's just like, it's a good twist. It really is a good twist of like Liz seeing them in the mirror and thinking nothing of it. And then once she sees them outside and, and then it's like, oh, then it clicks. Like, yeah, we, there's a, a clear difference here in ages that it's just like, yeah, we need to shut it down. Even though they're not doing anything wrong, but there's what, 16 year difference? Cause she's 17, 30, yeah. 37 and 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seventeen year difference. Which, I don't know. Again, age is age is a number, and they're both consenting adults. But seventeen. Well, there's seventeen years, and then when one is twenty, and the other is 30, like, I mean, there's a big difference between like forty two and fifty nine, and That's twenty true. and thirty seven. That's true. But they're both consenting. And oh, of course, she, right? She was never taking. I'm not talking from a legality him. standpoint. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, talking from a, just a general maturity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, he is still relatively naive i guess on some things but so is she i don't know but yeah anyway she just gets caught up and she can't she can't do it anymore so we get to the finale and um it's awkward at work now very awkward at work because he still has to work there she still has to work there and seemingly time has passed i'm not sure if they address how much time has passed from their breakup but let's just say a week maybe a couple days oh hey jamie hey You had your fun. But the end was humiliating. Of course it was. All May-December relationships end in humiliation. Sexual incompatibility, social faux pas, meeting their parents. It's classic. I'm not sure it's worth it. Don't be silly. Jamie was good for you. A younger companion makes you feel more alive, opens you up to new experiences, fresh points of view, stimulating conversation. Stop repeating what I say. Look, Aiden, I swear to God. I swear to God. You know what? This is over. This is over. (sighs) Of course, there are some exceptions. Thank God I'm off the market. Oh, are you seeing someone? What? No, I mean, this company is my girlfriend. She gives me all the loving I'll ever want or need. That's gross, Jack. Stop hitting yourself, Jenna. Oh, God, why are you like this? So before we get the last end credits scene, we did get a fun little tease there of Cece coming back, and I guess they're officially a couple with Jack and Cece. Um, And so Jack has a line there, like these made to December romances, and growing up, I always thought that meant just like a short relationship, but it actually, it, but it means, you know, May being the youth or like the early and then December being old, uh-huh, like in yeah. terms of a year. And I was like, I guess that makes sense. But I guess like I've just accepted it that it just meant that it meant a short romance that that definition fits better to me. But I mean, they're both are fitting, I guess, but yeah. uh, I've never like, I mean, cause I think it's made or June to like there's, there's, it, there's one of those phrases that are thrown about for like for like relationships yeah. like this where it's like old and new or young and old yeah well, I mean, yeah i mean i guess i kind of took it that way too as like a short term because like may it's like it's spring so you're at it's warm you're out mm-hmm. and meeting people in September. it's like oh it's the holidays you don't want to take it to meet your family so right. end it yeah that's how i've always interpreted yeah. it but i guess it could mean that yeah it's just young and old which i don't know yeah. okay i'm glad i'm not alone in that um i think I, most people probably see it as take it that way it's just yeah. a short relationship yeah, yeah. Um, but one last set of jokes, I guess, is as we, we haven't forgotten about Frank. He's still trying. He's to exploring his sexuality, which is good. You absolutely should do this, and he's come to a conclusion that it's just not for him. Guys, this isn't working. I'm not gay, gay. I'm just gay for Jamie. Frank, I don't think that's the thing. It is. Look. 
You dudes are great, a lot of fun to dance with, and you smell awesome. Enjoy your night. Bye, sexy bear. Terrence, you make us all look so bad. And we get a muffin top. Yay, muffin top's always that fun. Famous number one hit in Belgium. Famous number one Belgian hit. Get a muffin top. Um, but how rude of those gay guys to say that that's not a thing, that you can't be gay for one person. Again, how that's very close minded yes. Yes, exactly. Again, of these gay people. Just well, I would say part of it's time, but there's also a lot of biphobia in the uh, yeah. gay in community. The, yeah, so Yeah, it's still pretty rampant, which that's, that's bad. <sighs> but. Good on Frank. Good on Frank for trying. You know, he, it's just not his thing. So that's a positive. That's a positive for that character. He's like a, he's he's one of the better characters on the show. I don't think he ever does anything. I mean, he's a gross character in just like how he presents himself, but he's not a bad. But in terms of no, he's just he's just chill. weird. Yeah, he's just a weird guy because of how he dresses or whatever or his interests. His power tool hats. His power tool hats. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was Cougars. That's Cougars. Uh, even after a second. Yeah, I have to say, as we were rewatching that and getting to the last like five ten minutes, I was like, oh, it's starting to drag a little. Yeah, so. it's just I don't. There's nothing really at stake here. There's a lot of fun jokes and a lot of fun moments, but it, this is another like just kind of filler episode. Nothing yeah. really matters. Nothing that happened in this episode will come back. Frank's test of his sexuality. Uh, Liz dating someone younger than her. Frank, or I'm sorry, um, Jack and Tracy storyline, never hear from it again. So it's just like, nothing in here has any sort of stake. Nothing really matters. And by the next episode, we've all forgotten yeah. about it. So pretty sitcom plot of the week. Yeah, pretty sitcom But it's just as strong as the last few episodes have been. This is just a really yeah. weak, weak, weak episode. But I hear the next few episodes are some of the strongest. I don't know. I didn't say that. So I don't know who you're hearing that from. <laughs> no, I'm being... Um, but let's look, to, look ahead to what the next episode holds. I think next, um, I'm going to still be a little hesitant, but I do think next week's episode, uh, Secrets and Lies, is a better episode, I because we're continuing the CC and the Jack storyline, so we're getting more of that, and the we finally get to see like more petty Jenna and more outrageous Tracy, as well as Frank and Tufer have like a little fun rivalry throughout the episode that is just, uh, it's silly for silly sake, and I think think James Carville shows up but that might be a later episode but I'm pretty sure it's next week so Ooh. more politics on 30 Rock I've right. seen that coming um, but yeah that's episode 28 Cougars unless you got anything else to say I sure don't you sure don't where would you think so far like of this season of episodes where would you rank this one like eh, forgettable and uh I guess I don't know. I'm trying. I, it, it's blending together the end of last season, the beginning of this season. But I, I mean, yes, like definitely earlier this season was a stronger run of episodes. I mean, yeah, this is this because I would say, yeah, I guess Rosemary's Baby and Greenzo were like very like just bonkers, like hilarious, like cartoonish scripts. And the yeah, the last couple haven't been at quite as yeah. I mean, I think we talked about last week, like the CC and the Jack storyline was the best of that episode, but it was still yeah. it was just like. This well, unless we talk about Liz's racist storyline. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the Thankfully, that's gone. Yeah. It's st- her racism still will come back. Well, yes, but in but, but in in, that, in better executed ways, as opposed to her being like straight. But I mean, no, I as opposed know. to her being like straight up, just like, like xenophobic and yeah. bad and, and terrible person. Um, yeah. So 
Uh, as always, thank you for joining us. And if you like what we're doing, uh, please review and all that fun stuff on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. You call something for 10 years, Apple Pod or iTunes. You just get it. That's just the name, okay? Don't roll your eyes. Spotify has podcasts now, you know? But yeah, welcome to three years ago. Anyway, I know. <laughs> Um, but re- leaving us a review and, and ratings and all that stuff really helps us out. And if you like what we're doing, you can donate to our coffee, ko-fi.com backslash go to there. And uh, I did get a nice person on the Reddit post said, you guys need to keep doing what you're doing. They look forward to it every week, which was, that was nice to hear. It's always nice to hear someone's like, oh, I look forward to listening to you people because it's just like, all right. That means we're doing something good, I guess. I don't know. It's... Some people need validation. I do it for my own satisfaction. <laughs> oh, my God. You are insufferable. Anyway. No, I'm being facetious. Thank you for the kind words. Yeah, really do. That, that, that does mean a lot. So thank you very much. Um, and he, he or they mentioned that they named their dog Liz Lemon. And they showed a picture. That's an adorable little bulldog. Um, or Pitbull. Whoops. <laughs> anyway, uh, as always, we will see you next time on Go to There. Next week's episode, episode 29. Because I wrote down 30 on that paper, and that's wrong. 29. Episode 29, season 2, episode 9 Secrets and Lies. <gasps> Secrets and Lies. David, take us out. See you next time. Click. Now I don't want to go off on a rant here.